Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perrone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perrone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Janine Bolin, welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. Janine, thanks for spending some time with us today. I appreciate the invitation. I hope we can help a bunch of people out. Well, I'm sure we we won't have a problem doing that. And uh, we're going to cover a lot today because you have a lot to cover. But I'm going to tell the audience a little bit more about you because what you're doing is incredible and what you have done is incredible. Uh, Janine has been a serial solopreneur since she was a little kid, like 10, she says, and maybe earlier. She's the owner of the Eight Gates LLC, which produces four podcasts, programs, 15 online coaching classes, and she markets her nine books. That's not all of it, folks. She is also the most important role in her life is to be the mom of these four rambunctious human beings. And if you saw Janine's picture, these kids are all smiling. So everybody's happy in the bowling house. Uh, Janine's programs and classes are all designed for one purpose, to help you have abundance cash flow while you're enjoying the family and friends who surround you. This is a life well-lived, certainly. I call it the ideal business and family lifestyle. Janine, we're on the same path on that one. I agree. I don't know how to run a business without my family being a a cornerstone of the business. Not that they're working in the business with me, but that's why I became a solopreneur, was so that I had time for the things that mattered most. And, you know, it's amazing as I read, uh, this is only part of what Janine's all about. And we'll get into other things. But uh, yeah, when I, I know Janine, I've gotten to know her the last couple of months. And I, I can tell you, she means it with her family. And uh, I just see these wonderful postcards she sends me all the time and all these kids. And being a father of five kids and seven grandkids, I, uh, I get it. And uh, I built my practice around 80 days a year. And the rest was all family time. So I totally get it. But here's what I want to ask you, Janine. How the heck did you get started in this business that you're currently in? Well, it was literally by accident. Um, I was at the time just homeschooling my four kids. And I had been an analytical biochemist in the pharmaceutical industry, but I dropped out of the workforce to raise my family. And I ended up getting in the eight gates because while I was working on my 
master's degree, I found out that I was teaching the 60-40 principle, which is a process I used for my own family to keep us out of debt in the debt-free living lifestyle, and yet at the same time really having a thriving life while we were in that process. And so it was very good. It was very uh, positive. But what ended up happening is I was teaching so many of the faculty members and the freshmen how the 60-40 principle worked so that they were able to stay in school, not starve their self through school, and the faculty was able to save money and at the same time have a high quality lifestyle. So they ended up asking me to take my master's thesis, and I'd never heard of this before, but they were always wanting me to copy it. Remember the old days of Kinko's? I got so tired yeah. of going to <laughs> Kinko's and and having it copied that uh, I went into this thing called vanity publishing because you know it meant that you weren't really an author because you had to publish your own book. You could, but I had no experience or expertise. Publishers wouldn't even look at me, so I ended up saying, "Okay, I will go ahead and publish my master's thesis," and that was the start of the very first book money it's not just for rich people and so that's how all of that got launched and that was back in 2005 wow and i know uh people are begging me to ask this question can you explain the 60 40 principle uh, sure. Real fast. I have all kinds of videos, not only on YouTube, but also on my website. So if I go too quick, I go into much more detail. So the 60-40 principle is the ideal. And I say to people, I do not expect you to be able to do the 60-40 principle after you learn it. It's where you are moving toward. It's where you financially are headed. But what you want to do is live on only 60% of your income. And then 10% will go into a long-term savings, such as an IRA or some other uh, retirement vehicle. And then 10% will go into a short-term savings account, and that keeps you out of debt. Because as long as you are habitually saving money, you can make sure that when you have those unexpected expenses, you have a short-term savings account to help you. Then 10% goes to a spiritual organization of your choice, uh, and then 10% goes to a philanthropic organization or a charity that you want. So basically 60% you're to live on, 20% you're to save, and 20% you give to the community that is important to you. And what this does is it sets up the living, saving, and giving model that keeps money in a regenerative cycle. And you can't do that right off the bat. Most of, most Americans, anyway, are spending 110% of their income. So what I do to get the habit going for people is I say, any money that comes to you that's unexpected, like you had no idea it was going to come to you, or it's a tax return or something like that, you take 60% of whatever that money is, you put it into your checking account, you can pay off your debt with it, or you can spend it in some way that is appropriate or important to you. And then you divvy up the rest of the money in the way that we described. And you do that until you can get your expenses and your debt taken care of to a point that you're able to live on only 60% of your income. You know, <clears throat> this is, it's simple, easy, uh, not necessarily easy to do. You need discipline, but, but you're right, Janine. And I'm going to tell a quick story. 25 years ago, I did a lot of college planning because I did a lot of estate planning and people that were making huge amounts of money would come in, no savings, 
credit card and mortgage up the yin yang. And I would say to them, what happens if the furnace goes? They said, well, we'll get an equity line of credit. My point was their kids were juniors and seniors in high school. They were making all this money, but they didn't have the discipline to save because I think you'll agree with me. It's not about the earnings you make on money. It's about the discipline of saving it. That is what worked for me. It's that tortoise and hare principle. You can be like the hare and burn through your cash pretty quickly and you'll be able to go far and you'll be able to acquire quite a bit of material goods. But is the lifestyle the one that you want for you and your family? Or you can go the more the tortoise way, which is you're moving your family and your home along with you. Now, it's not as sexy. And I'll let you know, Oprah Winfrey, the, her producers reached out to me uh, back in 2009 and wanted to have me on the show. And they very sweetly, now, I don't want anyone to bash on them because they were letting me know, Janine, this is great. We love it. It's just not sexy enough. And that made me laugh because I was like, they were right. It's not sexy, right? It's not the hair. It's not fast. It's not flat. Ashy. It's a turtle and you're just moving along doing your thing and it's not sexy at all. And I was very grateful because I started using that in my marketing of it. I'm like, if you want something sexy and flashy, I am not your person. I am the slow plotting. You will get there. You will be happy along the way. You'll enjoy the journey and it won't be screaming by your windows at 75 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, it's more like the RV lifestyle of moving a little slower because you are caring a lot of people along with you in that journey. So that's one of my fun little metaphors I like to use. And it's very workable. Um, and and this, this is the course you have online? Uh, yes, it's free. It's called 10 Steps to Abundance. You can sign up totally for free on it. If you want a little bit of coaching, I can offer that too. But, you know, I want you to get to know me. A little bit. So go ahead and take my free course first and figure out if what I'm saying is in alignment with what your life is. And then, then you can move up the ladder of, of the different, uh, the other courses that I offer. And for those listening, um, because the other ones aren't listening, obviously, um, I will make sure uh, all the information that you need to get to Janine's programs and her website and contact will be in the show notes. Janine, uh, you created uh, a lifestyle um, because in your head, you this is what you saw. So you became successful by focusing. So let me ask you this. What, what are the things that you think and the stages you've gone through that have really helped the success that you've had in your life? I can honestly say it's only one thing. And that one thing is so powerful that when I do it, I become successful. And that one thing is I know what I want. And that is truly the clarity that is what I help other people achieve. Many folks have no idea what they want. Uh, most of the men that I chat with you know, they have been raised since knee-high to a grasshopper, as my grandma used to say. Um, ever since they were knee-high to a grasshopper, they were told, you are to protect, you are to provide, period, case closed. And for women, it's like you're to care for and you're to care for the home. And we all know that those old, uh, that's kind of old school mentality and that life is a lot more complicated and there's a lot more diversity in the way you can live and work nowadays that many people didn't have back in the uh, 
um, the agrarian age that we just came out of. So with the industrial age and women being able to move into the workforce and stuff like that, we no longer had 80 acres and a mule. So we now are very industrialized. And with that, there has to come a mental shift. And with that mental shift, there's a lot of conflict because you're still taught in a way that people are trying to help you and help you be successful. But in actuality, it obscures the clarity because you're not given an opportunity to really define for yourself, what do you want? So I actually encourage people to be quite selfish. I'm like, look, until you have the clarity of exactly what you want, you cannot guide your family. You cannot help your partner. You are unable to move forward in your business because as you guys know, anybody who's led any sort of organization, I'm big in scouts. So whether it's Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or what have you, um, any type of leadership role requires you to have a very strong sense of vision. And one of the things that's my favorite to talk about is when we were going to the moon. We were going to put a man on the moon. And it is amazing when you look back at the technology that we used to send men to the moon. It is shocking when we look at what we have now. Yeah. And so that is something that as long as NASA had a goal of getting a man on the moon, it did just fine. Once that had been achieved, that's when the whole organization kind of fell into disarray and it became very political. And so it's the same thing that happens in our own lives. If you are crystal clear on what you want, and mine was, I am going to stay home I will raise my children in the home. I will homeschool all four children. And then at the age of, when they hit eighth grade, I give them the opportunity to go into public high school and other options. But, and I also was like, and I'm going to make enough money to be able to take care of the mortgage and to be able to handle all the expenses. And this is going to happen without me putting in 80 hours of work week. And people would say, well, how are you going to do that? And the answer is, I have no clue. I don't know, but I do know that is what I want, and I demand it from the universe, and then I get busy. <laughs> well, you know, your 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 um, statement really is in par with Maxwell Maltz' cyber cybernetics, and it's getting the clarity to know what you want, not what you don't want, what you want. And that torpedo will find its way as you go. I just put a post on LinkedIn and I said, uh, put it into action, even if it's only 80% effective, because you'll find your way as you keep doing things. And would you say, Janine, that that's one of the elements that why some people become successful while other people struggle is that the people that are struggling don't put clarity into their life? I think that's one element. I think the biggest one is we have been taught that when you fail, stop. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in my whole perspective is fail faster. It's like I keep moving and grooving, I zig and zag, and I just keep failing at everything. <laughs> and I know eventually I'm going to be successful, you know? It's kind of like, a, now this is an old joke and it's it's highly uh, sexist, but I guess because I'm a woman I can say it. But it used to be when I was doing marksmanship training and I was on the firing range, everybody would get very nervous because, you know, there was a woman on the firing range. And I would always <laughs> say to the Marines that were around me that were running the range, I'd be like, what? Why are you so nervous? And they're like, you may just get lucky and hit something. 
<laughs> and so it, it was highly sexist, but at the same time, I was also a sharpshooter, which is why they were joking with me, okay? So don't anybody get too uptight about that. But anyway, I was very good at my shot. And it's that la laser thinking, and I think I learned it first from Brian Tracy when he would talk about you need to have crystal clear clarity. You need to have laser focus. And I was a scientist at the time. I worked with lasers. I used to work with crystal radiography. And so I knew what he was talking about at a subatomic level. And so I was like, okay, if that's what you need to be successful. And then I would add, and you need to fail a lot. But instead of seeing it as a failure, saying, okay, well, crap, that didn't work. Moving on. <laughs> you focus on your goal. You focus on what you want and you demand from the universe that it help you. It bring you the people. It bring you the resources. It bring you the know-how to get where you want to go. And you're right. And Brian Tracy is a great mentor. And you're right. This is zero sum. Um, I had... Uh, uh, one of the things that I I know about you is that you have a great assistant. You have good people working for you. Uh, you treat everybody very nicely. So it, the question I have for you is, uh, what are some of the value drivers that you have in your organization that really create a lot of the value you have in your company? Is there any, anything in particular that you're doing that really is creating value as a business person? The value drivers, boy, that's a $20,000 word, isn't it? That, that's uh, the words we're using these days, isn't it? Well, the only way I can respond to that is I don't hire employees. I hire the self-employed. And so everybody that's in my organization is a freelancer and they have the right to leave at any time. But I also am highly aware of all the risks we're taking with each other. And so the value driver is this. I show them this is where I'm going. Do you want to be a part of this? And so far, no one has told me no. Everybody that I've presented with saying, I like you, I think you would be great, this is where we're headed, this is what we're doing, do you want to be a part of it? And they all have said yes, and some people would say, well, that's because you pay them, Janine. I'm like, no, it isn't. Um, they have the right to tell me no, no, I don't want to be a part of this. It's just I happen to attract these very young, very excited people, and they know what vision they have. And I turn to every single one of them and I go, what's the vision you have for your business? And literally, I'm coaching a lot of them on how to move forward in their own business so that they too can be like a Tom Perone and they can <laughs> spend only 80 days working. Up until they met me, they had not heard of the fact of, do you want to work only 80 days a year? What about 20 you know, days a year and have $20,000 monthly income. You know, this is where I can lead you if you will give me an opportunity to share with you my vision, where I'm headed, and you may learn something along the way. So basically, I've never stopped being a teacher. <laughs> well, you know, and you do it really well. And I will say that one thing I noticed, I, I've noticed many things about your organization is, and one of the strategic value drivers our systems, and you are the queen of systems. Um, you have great systems that are in play. It makes life easy. 
And, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of business people forget that you can make a widget, but if you don't have systems where uh, things are going with you not there, uh, you have a job, but you don't have a business, but you have systems. Right. Um, I think that's a holdover from when I was in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, at the time that I was working there, because I, I worked in there for about 15 years, and my job was to take, this is back in the days of RS-232 cables, and <laughs> and Windows had just come out. Okay, so we're talking dinosaur era, but we also had this very scary thing happening, which was AIDS, and it was a syndrome. We didn't know where it was coming from, what was happening. And so we were doing laboratory testing of the blood to see if it was AIDS positive or not. So we were running anywhere from 2,500 to 5,000 samples a week. And so I was trying to protect my people. Uh, I was trying to protect my team by automating. And so I have always had, I've had training and I've always thought in terms of if I do it once, that's new, that's development. If I do it twice, that may be, huh, you know, that may just be an accident. If I do it a third time, that means it's a system. And so I automate anything that I do three times in a row. Yeah, good. That's a, that's a, a, a great rule of thumb because at some point you can't be there all the time. And, um, the systems are, and they're overlooked. I see a lot of businesses that I work with that, um, for an example, when I, I I say to them, okay, if you if you were in an accident last night, does your wife know where the key is to the front door, or what's the password to your computer, or how does this work? And it's, and I'll get, yeah, it's all in my head. Well, that doesn't help you right now. So, um, well. Here's the one thing that also the last question I'm going to ask you about being a business person, and then we're going to get more into your services, Janine. Um, what is the key issues uh, in your business that you really have to stay ahead of the curve with that you kind of define as I, these are important pieces of information I need to know? Oh, it's my finances. Um, and it's not the bottom line. Everybody goes, oh, yeah, you got to keep an eye on the bottom line. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I want to know what areas of income are the most effective for the amount of output I have. So if I have a course that I'm running that's $9 a month, but it is very challenging for me to make that appointment or the students aren't progressing in a way that I feel they they would best be served, I drop that course and I move on to something else and move up to like a $37 a month course or what have you. It's part of the pricing structure and that sort of thing. Uh, some people are like, oh my gosh, Janine, you don't charge enough money. And I'm like, you don't understand what the point is of this particular course, or you don't understand what the point is for this particular coaching program. So there are many coaches out there that have anywhere from 10 to 50 to $80,000 a year sort of coaching packages, and then they have a plethora of teams around them. Well, those people are helping you get to a place in your life you want to be. So totally worth it. But for me, and what I want to do and how I want to assist people, I have to watch that bottom line very, very carefully because at any time I have set up my systems that at any time I can totally back away from my business and I don't have to work if I don't want to. So I always tell people I only work with people I want to work with and then I give them a deal <laughs> because they're, they're in alignment with where I know I would want to go uh, as far as their lifestyle or what have you. So I really watch my bottom line. And if I'm not making money, 
if I'm not making money in a way that brings me the highest and uh, happiest, happy factor, you know, I've been accused of being a happiness cult person, <laughs> but, but uh, I just, if I'm not having the time of my life while I am working, I will stop. And so I constantly am monitoring my financial situation. Yeah, good. Uh, uh, I, I see a lot of business people, uh, and I was one of them years ago that did not pay attention to that, and it cost me dearly. I it only takes me one time to learn when it comes with money, but it costs me dearly. Uh, but certainly a, a, an important area. Uh, you were struck by lightning as a kid. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to bring that up. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I, did. I, I couldn't wait to bring this one up. So you got to tell us a little bit about this one. Well, my father was in the military and we were stationed on a little island in the Bahama Island chain. And the island's name is Eleuthera. And Eleuthera, its claim to fame is that it's 100 miles long and at its widest spot, it's a mile wide. So that, you know, it's this little speck in the middle of the Caribbean Ocean. So <clears throat> I was standing in our house and all of a sudden, uh, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. There was no tropical storms or anything, which were very common around the area. And I was standing in my living room and a bolt of lightning came through the house and struck me. And to this day, nobody really understands what that was all about if they're from a Western mindset. Um, but I screamed, my sister screamed, and my mother was in shock as she figured I was dead. You know, at that point, she had just witnessed the death of her child. My father, who was taking a nap, comes busting out of bed, screaming, uh, yelling. And um, as he comes in, he's like, why is everybody screaming? And and my sister said, she just got struck by lightning. And, and my dad was like, well, she looks fine to me. And he went back to bed. That was, you know, very military, right? <laughs> like, well, you're not bleeding. You know? <laughs> and of course, you know, he was a Vietnam and Korea uh, vet. So yeah, you know, that's kind of their men. You know, if you're not bleeding, if you're still breathing, everything else is fixable. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was kind of the story wrapped around that. It took uh, 35 years later before I was chatting with Native Americans in North America, and one of the tribes I was working with acknowledged and recognized that incident as very important for their particular tribe. And so I was whisked away from science and all of that rational sort of um, life experience. And I was switched away into the metaphysical world of the grandmothers and the grandfathers, a uh, paradigm that was very tribal and much closer to what I grew up with in Japan and the Bahamas than what I experienced when my dad retired to Southern Missouri and I was surrounded by uh, the Baptists. <laughs> So over time, it became really, when you look back, a life-changing event for you when you kind of looked at it a little closer later, years later. Like with many things, at the time, it doesn't have significance. It doesn't gain significance until you're at a place in your life where it will make the greatest impact and assistance to others. There's, there's a great book called Release, and I can't remember the author's name. It's a good book. But they talk about that. And I went through that exercise looking at the three or four things that when they happened, they were terrible in my life. And when it all came down to play, 
uh, and again, I'm doing this as a mature, well, some people would argue that mature adult. <laughs> um, I looked at it and say, if these things didn't happen, my life would not be the way it is now, which is wonderful. So sometimes you got to kind of look at what's happened that you thought were ne- was negative years ago and look at it as being real positive things in your life uh, and probably br- brought you where you are today. You know, you, um, I've, I've always been amazed at some of the courses you have. And I want to talk about these courses because these courses could be life changing for some people listening to us. Could you tell us a little bit about boot camp? Ah, the Thriving Solopreneur Boot Camp. One of the things that I noticed when we hit 2020 and a lot of people were starting side hacks and side jobs and getting into business for the very first time in their lives after spending most of their lives working for someone else, uh, they had no systems. They had no understanding of what was going to be required to run their own business. And so in order to get them up and running and thriving very quickly without having to Uh, take the slow road like many of us did, I started this boot camp where in four weeks, we meet once a week and four weeks in a row, we would, uh, I'd take an hour and I'd walk them through what they needed to do for the basics. Now, it wasn't about branding. It wasn't about getting a name for your business or anything. It was how fast can you make money right now with a minimum viable product? It was like, let's get money through the door first. Are you set up? And many of these business owners did not know that you needed to have a business account and a personal account. So we're talking about pretty basic stuff, but it was very helpful even to a couple of my students who had been in business for 10 years. When I went back over the basics, they were making changes in their business model to reflect what they could do. So we basically, the boot camp is all about how to get money rolling in the door so that you can continue to stay in business. And are these people uh, coming on board thinking in terms of new businesses or just uh, revamping what they're doing? The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes okay. to both. Think, <laughs> yeah. What a great resource. You know, if you think about it, uh, it's a great resource because I've always said in my book, I write about this. I said a lot of people are very good at making widgets, but they don't know how to make money and they don't know how to run a business. And there, unfortunately, there's not a course that you can take to get you right off real quick and get through the baloney. And this is a, a really a great course for a lot of people. Um, and, and, you know, and Janine, I'm going to put it on the show notes, but uh, I'm going to encourage people to kind of check this out. It might be good for many, many people. Um, wow. And, and um, sending cards on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. Okay. Well, a lot of people kind of say, oh, if you're part of an MLM, I don't even want to talk to you. And what I find funny is that the very first franchise I ever purchased was a Mary Kay franchise. I was 19 years of age, and I did not wear a stick of makeup. However... I wanted to learn business. And I had what I had learned about business, I had learned from my father, but I knew I needed some other mentoring. And so I got into the Mary Kay business, ended up having 80% of my clientele were men because did you know they had a men's skincare line? And so I would say to men, I'd say, look, pimples are not sexy. So let me help you take care of your skin. Let's make sure that you don't have razor rash on your face. And let's, let's start taking care of you. And 
I ended up doing very well. I ended up selling my business and I went on a 30-day vacation with my husband at the time and uh, we traveled around the United States and had to get an oil change in our uh, pickup truck because we were traveling so much. So that is what I learned from Mary Kay in that period of time. So sending cards on Saturday is part of the Send Out Cards MLM. And I originally got into that because I was using it as part of my follow-up system for my main business, right? So the MLM was a side hack. It was like, I never meant to grow a team. I never designed it to be anything more than a an expense item on my sheet, you know, on my business sheet. Well, it ended up uh, after 2020, I had a team of 28 people that were taking business notes from me and trying to run these businesses. And I was like, holy crow, I never expected to have a team. <laughs> and so I started teaching them how to send cards on Saturday to help support your business. And so they were like, well, yeah, I have a business, but I thought I needed to make money up my side business too. And so I just started teaching people, look, still stay in business, especially if you do have money coming through the door and you're able to pay your expenses. And then this is how you use send out cards on Saturdays was the joke because that's when I do my trainings. Um, but on Saturday morning, you and I will get on, we'll talk about how business is going for you, and we'll talk about how to use these cards as follow-up. And direct mail is big right now because everybody was at home, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so people were wanting to connect, and we needed to reach out to grandmas and grandpas and our older clients that were at home with their cat. You know, that was all they had. And so these cards, we started talking about these cards were handshakes in the mail. They were hugs in the mail. And it, I really felt a passionate desire to reach out to people who were literally housebound and unable to go anywhere. Now, things have loosened up a little bit through the you know, U.S., but one of the things that I've noticed is that with sending out cards on Saturday, uh, I have gone from that being an expense item on my spreadsheet to it is now a revenue stream because of the team and what they do. And I thank them every week. I'm like, thank you. I got into the VIP circle. I couldn't have done it without you guys. I want to make sure your businesses are working. How's everybody's profitability? And we talk money all the time. So that's sending out cards on Saturday. It's how to use an MLM to your betterment, to your community's betterment, and to your business's betterment. And uh, as a, a testimonial to sending out cards in my very high activity years, um, I would send many, many cards to people. And again, it wasn't for revenue, but I can't tell you the value I got from doing that because it was very different. People don't get cards. They don't, they get emails and something so special. It's like, Janine, when you send me your postcards, I they're just dear to my heart because um, people aren't doing that and you stick out. So that's a wonderful program for people to know more and more about. Another good thing, another great idea you have, Janine, I'll tell you. you well, and I, I, I'm sorry. I, Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to say that when it comes to sending out cards, this is not new. You know, sending out a letter, a thank you letter, what have you, this has been around ever since the Postal Service has been around, right? And it's never been less expensive. And it's one of those things that it's one of the few areas in our business life that is what I call a positive feedback loop. That you give it out and it comes back positive. Thank you, Janine. I love your cards. Thank you, Tom. I can't believe you took the time to send me this message. And even though the cards are done electronically, people 
still get that very intimate, wow, you took the time to make this for me. Because you do, you make the card. And so, yep, I just wanted to kind of talk about that. So you don't have to get in to send out cards. uh, But at the same time, anytime you send direct mail that is highly personal, very intimate in its messaging, it is a positive thing. It's a positive feedback loop. It's one of the few I have. And so I spend uh, six hours a week doing nothing but sending cards to people because it gives me that boost so that I can deal with the rest of the business woes or the rest of the business the rest of the week. You put in time, but one of the things I notice about you, and you say it, that you love people, you love working with people, you enjoy it. Tell me, Tell me why you enjoy working with people, because sometimes I get people that are in business that say it would be great if I didn't have to sell the people. (laughs) So Uh tell me a little bit about that, Janine. You have a you build relationships very well. Well, and and that's the part. I don't work with anybody I don't want to work with. I've uh, I help coach artists. And I help artists make money because I want to get rid of this whole starving artist thing. Um, People talk about how Michelangelo was a multimillionaire in his day, but he would walk around in rags so everybody thought he was starving. I mean, he did the biggest con job of anybody. He was insanely wealthy. But he's the one that started this, you know, the starving artist paradigm. So I work with artists and creatives on how to sell their art and how to do that. And they get pretty crotchety pretty quickly about, I wish I didn't even have to deal with money and blah, blah, blah. Well, what does it come down to? Well, don't work with people you don't like. You're a business owner. You do not have to work with anyone you don't like. And if you have a customer or a client who you just don't want to have to deal with, this is where I I really encourage people to network like the networking groups you have, which is refer them out. Their personality does not jive with yours. So get rid of them. Do not do business with them. You're just going to make them cranky. You're going to get cranky. You're both going to be cranky to whoever you're living with at the time. It's a, it's a ripple effect. So at least send them to people who you think would at least mesh with them, right? Well, so ab- I, yeah. ab- absolutely. I, I Again, I go back to my book. I said that. I said one of the things, you need passion to stay in business and do well. But if your clients are bringing you down, you got the wrong clients and it's not making anybody happy. And one bad client might make you unhappy, but you're going to make 10 other people unhappy because you're unhappy. So it doesn't pay you off. Garrett, send them the file. Say you're closed out. Go find somebody else. And you're absolutely right. Um, Thunder Clan. I want to hear about Thunder Clan. <laughs> um, well, I have to first state that I am Irish. Uh, I am not a Native American. I do not have Native American blood in me at all. But I was struck by lightning and I was living in the Bahamas. And so I ended up working with 16 different Native American tribes. And one of the things, one of the ways you're introduced is you're, you know, Janine, and then you have a name. And so I said, Janine, this name, and Bolin. And, uh, and she's of the Thunder Clan, which means you have been struck physically by lightning. And so this is very 
uh, descriptive and it has a lot of layers of different meanings depending upon what tribe you're affiliated with. But in my case, I was trained to be a spiritual healer. Now, I let doctors handle physically ill people. I let mental health professionals do their job with the emotional and mental trauma some folks may have. But I am a spiritual healer, which means when the physical is not working and the mental is not working, then some people will resort to what the Lakota have tagged me is a heoka or a sacred clown. And so that's what that is all about is the spiritual healings that I do for people. Yes. And, and is that what you, when you discuss a financial first responder? That's one of my websites. Uh, okay. The yeah. practical mystic, uh, the practical, the practical mystics, Dot com is where you will find that spiritual side uh, of me. I The Eight Gates really is the umbrella company, and I have seven companies underneath that. And I had to split up my demographic that way because, like I said, I was an analytical biochemist, so I have a lot of highly rational analytical driver personalities. <laughs> they do not coexist peacefully with the blue, white, crystal children, purple, uh, emotional creatives that I might have. And I don't mean to denigrate either group. We need both groups. We need the engineers that are working on the tech just as much as we need the artists who bring color and beauty into our world. So we need both. And so I had to kind of move my demographics uh, away from each other as my life expanded the way it has. Uh, Janine, um I, I, I want to summarize a little bit of what we've been talking about, but uh, one of the things I want to tell the audience is they, they'll, they'll do themselves a great favor by visiting your website and taking a look of the breadth of areas in which you uh, help us be educated in so many areas. Uh, you're really very, uh, very, very strong in so many areas of education that um, I'm, I'm hoping everybody will take a look at your website and your courses and, of course, the books. Um, if there's anything you could end this interview with, what would you like to say, Janine? For starters, I would like to remind you that you are more than you ever give yourself credit for. And I would like you to start looking into the mirror and look yourself in the eye and be able to say, I love you to yourself because when you truly love yourself, when you've truly forgiven yourself of anything that you've ever done, that is when true speedy growth happens. And as you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you are in the self-development industry. You can't help but be in the self-development industry if you're an entrepreneur. And the same is true if you work for other people. But the biggest thing that I can share with you today is that when we talk about being able to say, I love you to the mirror, and you look in your own eyes and say that, it will allow you to expand into your true divine potential. And you will actually be able to live a purpose-filled life with great beauty and joy, no matter where you are. I don't care if you're $80,000 in debt and you have no idea how you're going to dig yourself out. What matters 
is your perception of yourself. You'll dig yourself out. You will figure out a way because you're not going to try to look for excuses. You're going to find a way. And the way you do that is you center yourself in that knowing that you are a divine being having this earthly experience. Why? Because you wanted the adventure. And I just want to say, welcome to planet Earth. It's lovely to have you here with us. And what Janine just summed up is what Janine is all about that I've learned since I got to know her. And I got to tell you, she's the real thing, folks. And Janine, I just want to thank you so much for spending time. And again, I'm going to put all the contact information in the, in the show notes. So it'll be out pretty soon. And uh, Janine, I want to thank you for spending uh, the time with us today and educating us on so many areas. It is always a pleasure to serve a greater community. And I have to say, I love your people, Tom. Thank you for letting me be here. You're welcome, Janine. Thank you. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.